Support for this podcast and the following message come from Allianz Travel Insurance. A travel delay can cost you more than just time. Learn why 70 million American travelers protect their trips with Allianz Travel Insurance. Get a quote at AllianzTravelInsurance.com. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has released what he calls a plan for the day after Hamas. It includes a number of steps, including getting rid of UNRWA, the U.N. agency that handles aid to Palestinians. More from NPR's Deep Harvaz. The Israeli government has made a series of allegations against UNRWA, notably that 12 of its staff members were involved in the Hamas attack on Israel on October 7th. UNRWA chief Philippe Lazzarini, who says that Israel hasn't shared any proof of these accusations, on Thursday posted a letter to Dennis Francis, president of the UN General Assembly, on X, formerly known as Twitter. He listed the ways he says Israel has tried to obstruct his agency's mandate, which is to provide humanitarian aid to Palestinians. Lazzarini asked that the General Assembly continue to sustain and support UNRWA. When Netanyahu released his plan for a post-conflict Gaza on Friday, he called for the closure of UNRWA and said it should be replaced with other international aid agencies. Deep Harbaz, NPR News, Tel Aviv. After a six-week trial and a week of deliberations, a Manhattan jury has found three top executives of the National Rifle Association liable on charges of corruption and misspending millions of dollars. Longtime NRA leader Wayne LaPierre, a key architect in the nonprofit's hardline gun rights agenda, who stepped down as CEO last month, was central to New York State's case. Jurors concluded he'd caused roughly $5.4 million worth of harm to the nonprofit group's finances, though they also found LaPierre had already repaid roughly $2 million. LaPierre's legal team says they plan to appeal. An Alabama Supreme Court ruling that frozen embryos can be considered children under state law has major implications for how in vitro fertilization, commonly known as IVF, is performed. Maria Godoy. Each cycle of IVF is a multi-step process. It involves stimulating the ovaries, retrieving and fertilizing eggs, and then growing the resulting embryo to the blastocyte stage of development before transferring it into a woman's uterus. Dr. Eve Feinberg of Northwestern University says only about 55% of embryos make it to the blastocyte stage under the best circumstances. She questions whether IVF providers in Alabama could now be charged for wrongful death for embryos lost during this process. And I will tell you as a reproductive specialist, that idea is terrifying. Who wants to assume that risk? At least three clinics in Alabama have said they are pausing IVF treatments. Lawmakers, including the governor, have said they favor new legislation that would allow IVF to continue in the state. Maria Godoy, NPR News. Several policymakers with the interest rate setting Federal Reserve are saying they're worried about cutting interest rates too soon or by too much. That comes in the wake of recent data showing inflation remaining unexpectedly high as the new year gets on, got underway. On Wall Street today, the Dow is up 62 points. You're listening to NPR. California State University undergraduates have voted overwhelmingly to form the largest undergraduate student union in the country. Simpere's Andy Rishu reports the vote comes amid a wave of union organizing in higher ed. Cal State undergrads working in admissions offices, housing offices, libraries, and other spots on campuses made the argument that they are doing the same work as full-time non-student employees of the university who are already unionized. The students say they deserve the same pay and benefits, including paid sick leave. 
Now, 20,000 undergraduates at 23 Cal State campuses will have the right to bargain for those things. They join a rapidly growing number of students in higher ed who've unionized, from doctoral research assistants to undergraduate resident advisors who help out in dorms. It's not yet clear how the colleges and universities will bear the higher labor costs that often come with union contracts. Andrea Shu, NPR News. Most people have heard audio recordings of the eerie sound of singing whales, but how the marine mammals do it has remained a mystery. Now researchers say they may have an answer, though they admit the study's too small to be entirely definitive. They say an analysis of several whales' voice boxes shows they use a cushion of fat and tissue to make their distinctive sounds. The specialized vocal system that allows whale songs to travel through the ocean is not present in any other animals. Crude oil futures prices closed lower today. Oil ending the session down $2.04 a barrel to settle at $76.57 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and T-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com NPR and use code NPR.